Gemara Nedarim Daf Bet Amasechet is dedicated for the Hatzlaha for Miriam Bat Esther. Shakadosh Baruchu Yatzliah Darka Meyeske Lit Berkat Shel Bechek Yere Elohim Tenaten Amen. So we begin uh, today's daf rabotai on daf bet masechet nedarim mishnah. Kol kinuye nedarim kenedarim. So the masechet obviously is talking about the subject of nedarim vows. If we look at the comments of the ran. Or on the left side of the margin, Neder Hu Behat Mishne and Yanim. The Darim are one of two kinds. Im Nedre Hegdesh, Shum Magdish Lebede Kabayat or the Mizbaya. That's a Neder that you vow to the Beta Mikdash or to the Mizbaya for a Korban. We're not talking about those Nedarim in this Perik. Ubeinyan Ze Enu Yachol Lehegdish Elamashu Shelo. Obviously, you can only consecrate and vow things that belong to you. Visuro kolel kol adam, and it applies to all people. O nidre isur, which we're talking about in this perek, is called nidre isur. What does nidre isur mean? She asar al atzmo devarim mutarim. There's a piece of bread. Piece of bread you're allowed to eat. He comes along and says, it's forbidden to me, like a korban. And therefore, not making it donation to the Beit HaMikdash. He's not consecrating it to the temple. He's consecrating it to himself. And therefore, becomes uh, Isut to himself. The Torah uh, uh, gives the person an ability to make something that's permissible to, to forbid it. That's the Kawah of Nedarim. Right. In that case over there, I can forbid somebody else's assets on me. I can't consecrate his assets to the Beit HaMikdash, but I can forbid his assets on me, or I could forbid my assets on him, although I cannot forbid his assets on himself. <laughs> Obviously, I don't have rights to do that. And that obviously there's limitations on that. This is the second type of nidarim where you're forbidding something upon yourself. Haramim kaharamim. If you look at the next language of the Mishnah, we didn't read yet, but we'll read it now. The haramim kaharamim. Harim is also a different type of way where you're consecrating something and making it forbidden. Haynu mishum shilashon harim keshem shu kolel harme bedekabait. Now, normally when you hear the word harim, it usually applies to consecrating something to the temple. However, it has a double connotation. It could also uh, mean. Uh, uh, so now you learned that the word herem, because he's asking on himself today. Hey, I just told you we're talking about the isur. And then the Mishnah uses the word haramim. Haramim sounds like we're talking about So he says, no, that word herem can go both ways. You can make something herem to the bedekabayit, you can make something herem to yourself. So you see that Mimzayin, they use the word Herem in the context of Nedre Isur. But if we were talking about Kadashim. So you want to learn about Harame Bede Kabayit, you're in the wrong Masechet. You're in the wrong, you're actually in the wrong Seder. <laughs> so therefore, you better make a detour to Seder Kadashim. All right, that's uh, the introduction of the Ram. So the first part of the Ram basically is just telling you what are we talking about over here? Which, which type of Nidari? Okay, now that we narrowed it down to Nidre Isur, Nidre Isur can be subcategorized into one of three uh, ways. Ikara Nedir. We'll see what, what Ikara Nedir is. That's, a, that's a, a, a regular, natural Torah vow. And then you have Kinuis. Kinuis... Normally, uh, we say, when we use the word kinui, we use it as like a nickname. That means you use it like a, uh, 
not the actual language of Nidarim, but using a kinui, like a nickname of Nidarim, using the, a different type of language, which also will be bound to Nidarim. And then you have what's called yadot, handles. We'll see that as well. Hanedir, hu shiyomru davar ze asur alai. That's it. Guy comes along and says, This loaf of bread over here is forbidden to me. That is a bona fide neder. Now, the Ran already uh, files an opinion here. He said, Listen, in my opinion, you don't have to actually say that this loaf of bread is forbidden to me like a korban. That means you would need matfisit bedavalachet. You would uh, uh, attach it. Uh, and compare it to something else. And of course, that would be a, that's the best way to make a nid. You know? You said the word kekorban. But the Ran says, even without the word kekorban, it's still considered a nid. Not, every, not all the Rishonim agree with the Ran. Most of the Rishonim argue, the Rif, and they say, no, you have to have actually kekorban. Okay, fine. But the Ran is clearly uh, filing a, a, an opinion here and saying, Ben Shit Fiso Bedavarahed, Ben Shilot Fiso Bedavarahed. Ela, the Echa Shit Fiso Bainan Shit Fisinu Bedavar Hanadur Velo Bedavara Asur. Okay, <laughs> but there's rules now. So you get into trouble when you start being Matfis, because when you start being Matfis, you have to only, only certain things are uh, Matfisable. Only things that they themselves can be. Subject to vows, like a korban. I can make a korban a vow. But if something is intrinsically asur and not subject to vows, so therefore you cannot be matfisit on something as such. You can only be matfisit on something that's also subject to vows, like this, like a korban. Look over there, page 20. So you can only make a neder afat fasa on something that it itself is subject to kilomar shafapish neder hal belo hat fasa. I just told you a second ago you don't need to do hat fasa. By the way, I told you don't you don't even need a viluachi. But if you're using it, you got to do it the right way. A viluachi mitfiso ba'inachit fisu b'davar nadur velo b'davar hasur chmo shekatavti sham basad. I guess that's pesiat adushmaya hilkach. Now we're talking, you say, this kikar is forbidden to me like a korban. And you know what we call that? So congratulations, you now learned what ikar neder is. If somebody asks you, what is ikar neder? You say, you can stop there if you want. Or you could even say, Asur Alai, Ke Korban, which is called Hatfasa, and that is called Ikar Neder, which the Masechet definitely is going to be talking about. Although our Mishnah skips over Ikar Neder and jumps to what's called Kinui Neder. If you look to the first last one of the Mishnah, called Kinuye Nedarim. Right away, it talks about the second style of Nedarim called Kinuye Nedarim, and it says, by the way, a Kinui Neder is just like a Ikar Neder. And what is a Kinui Neder? Continue the run. No, the, the, what do you call when he, when he says to compare something, so what do you mean? Like, like if he says it's like hazir? Correct. That, that's, Correct. That, that's what he means. Exactly. Like, Already asked. It's already asked. Exactly. Bidu. Good example. Which means, when a person comes along and doesn't use the word but he uses. I'm not going to say a slang for Qurban, but he uses it like a, a nickname. We'll see where these names come from. So you say, Lechem ze alai kunam. Kunam is another word for Qurban. Or I say, Kunas or Kunah. Different words over there. Why didn't you use the word Qurban? Maybe you didn't. He used, he used a different Lashon. So I might have said, hey, listen, once you're starting with Hatfasan, you're saying the word Qurban, it's either you say the word Qurban or you're out. No, the Mishnah says no. Even if you use the Kinui, and you said, Lechem kikar ze adai kunam, kunah, kunas. Vechod she'amar ken, if you use that terminology, hare hu asur kilu amar korban alai kikar ze. It's like he said it. So saying kunam alai is like saying korban alai, which is just the same. 
That's what the Mishnah means. Now you learned the first line in the Mishnah. That's what the first line of the Mishnah means. Took us a half a page on to get the first line of the Mishnah, but that's what it's saying. That any time a person says either meaning saying the word or he says that's the same thing. Now, Ubehani Kinuim, the question is, where did these Kinuim come from? So he says that's actually a machloket later on as well. Perigi Rabbi Yochanan Vedish Lakish Begemara, page 10. The Rabbi Yochanan Amad Lashon Nukrim him. Unbelievable. It's actually the uh, language of the Goim. That's where the Goim speak. It's not even a Hebrew uh, word, it's uh, some type of uh, language of Nukrim. No, rabbis made it up. Okay, so when, the, when, when, when the Amara says, hey, the rabbis made that up, they're right. Rabbis made up some things. They made, they made, they made Lashon uh, Kinuim. And they said, by the way, if you say Kunam, Kunach, Kunas, we're going to count that uh, as well. Well, well wait, wait to that and we'll see exactly the Machlok. He's just giving you an insight over here exactly on what, uh, what the, where these came from. According to Yohanan, I understand why these Lashonot work. Because we have a rule. You can make a Nedid in any language. You don't have to make a Nedid in Hebrew. So therefore, what do I care if you made the Nedid and said the word Korban, or you said some, uh, some foreign language word called Kunam or Kunah. Uh, if it means Korban, um, it's fine. So I have no problem in that interpretation why the Mishnah says called Kinuri Darim, Kinidarim. And even according to the Shlakish, and if you even tell me the rabbis made them up, so what? If that, if that becomes a new terminology, that gives you some, some, some rules. Where, where, where did the language come from, by the way? Because people decided that this word is going to represent a certain uh, object, which means there's nothing, there's nothing intrinsic in language. Maybe only maybe in Lashon HaKodesh. But what we say, this is a book. Who decided this is a book? A hundred people got together and said, listen, when we say the word book, we're all going to agree that we're talking about uh, a book, okay? And that's it, they accepted it. So therefore, Hachamim now created language. And they said, listen, we're going to agree now that when you say the word kunam, it means a korban. You got to vote? Okay, ten people voted. So why should, why should Lashon Nukhrim be any worse than Lashon Shibadu? Because basically every word is Lashon Shibadu. Somebody, somebody made the word. I mean, we, the, the, word the word was not born with Webster's Dictionary telling us, uh, you know, intrinsic words. We made up words. Every word is made up. There, Haskamav, the Hakamim, to what a word is, Meskamatam. Beautiful, therefore, it's going to be deoraita. So don't think that kinui nidarim are any less than nidarim themselves. They have the same status of deoraita. Later on, we're going to see it even in this Gemara that what? Why do we open up with Kinuim? Why don't you start up with, uh, you start with Kinuim, then we're going to move to Yadot. The Gemara is going to discuss that in a minute. And the Gemara says, no, because Kinuim are the Uraita. Oh, so what do you see from it? That is the Uraita. That the, the, the Mishnah did not start off with a Dirabana. Alma, Dilikula, Alma, what do you see from here? Kinuim, the Uraita, Lechayuve, Alayu Korban. Meaning, the Uraita enough that if you transgress the Nedir, you have to bring a Korban of sort. Now, because if you want to tell me that according to the Shlakish, it says, no, it's Lashon Shebadu Hachamim. It's a made up word. Therefore, it's really not the Oraita. The Gemara should have then said, wait. 
Kinuim Doraita, that's only good if according to Rabbi Yohanan that says it's Lashon Nukhrim. But if it's Lashakish, what are you going to say? The fact that the Gemara did not mehalek between the opinions of Rabbi Yohanan and Lashakish, it sounds like according to all opinions, Ben Rabbi Yohanan that says it's Lashon Nukhrim, Ben Lashakish that says Lashon Chibadu Hachamim, it is Doraita. Because you don't see in any Gemara that the Gemara is mehalek between the two opinions on whether Kinuim is Doraita. Implying what? When the Gemara says Kinuim Doraita, it sounds like it's Doraita, Nikule. Al ma ela vaday mashma de le kule alma kinuim de oraita. Okay, vika le medak. Le rabbi Yohanan da malashon nukhrim hem maishina de farish hanach leshne de kunam kunach kunas de femish aleshne. Okay, I mean, lashon nukhrim now, I mean, once, once, once you get into that realm of lashon nukhrim, that foreign language, so there's probably 10,000 words in foreign language that can mean uh, korban. Uh, by the way, sacrifice. Well, why, why did you give me these lishonot? Kunam, kunah, kunas. I mean, those are three of uh, three or three or three of many. So he says, Lema, just say it as a general rule. <laughs> just say, and, and you, you, if you make a neder in any language, it is considered a neder. Why, why, why'd, why'd, you, why'd, you, why'd you pin me up against the wall and said, Kunam, kunah, kunas. V'hanachon shira'iti it's a hadush that uh, these three words. For sure, it goes without saying that when you do a, any normal language that means korban, like sacrifice and things like that, for sure, it goes without saying. Mishnah is saying you hadush here. What's the hadush? The Hadush over here is, even in what I'm going to call slang words, that are really words that started off as Hebrew, and then the Goyim uh, slanged it, and you might have thought, hey, listen, that's already corrupt. Which means, exactly. Which means you, you want to take a, a, a pure Nukhri word, like the word sacrifice, that has nothing to do with the word Korban, Okay, that doesn't derive from the word korban, no problem. But you're taking the word korban and you're slanging it and calling it kunam, I would say, oh, that's corruption. You can't do it. Either use our word the way it's supposed to be used or don't use it. Kamash ma'alad, that even a slang of the word korban is going to be considered a word itself. Kegon, elu de kunam kunah, shadil lashon hakodeshu. It's really lashon hakodesh, those words. Ela shinishtabesh. They slanged it. So therefore, I would have thought that if you, the guy makes a neder using those words, because it's really not a, a, a word unto its own. But again, the answer is going to be, but that's the new word. Yeah, we go back to that. Well, once that becomes the new word, so the slang becomes the word. And therefore, they didn't go according to the word. Once the word, Okay, and all the more so, other lishonot that are pure words, and that's going to be uh, as well. Okay, that's the first part of the uh, of the dot. Now. If you want to just go down a little over here, Fine. These are Now he says, We didn't see the Mishnah yet, but we're just going to give you terminologies. There's something that's called Yadot. Maze Yadot, handles. Maze, a handle of Nedarim. Yadot Nedarim. You are... You are using a partial language of neder. Now, that's called yadot because there's two ways I can hold the vessel. Either I could pick up the whole vessel or I could pick up part of the vessel by the handle. And I pick up the part of the vessel, I pick up the, I pick up the vessel. Kabbalah is the same thing. So therefore, I can make a neder in two ways. I can make a full language neder or I can use partial language, but that'll pick up the whole neder itself. That's called a yad. That partial language, uh, like a guy that's holding a vessel, bebet yad by the handle. 
And the Gemara will explain later on what is an example of a Yad. So basically in this Ran over here, we have a fantastic introduction. We have number one, we have Kinui Nedarim, and then we have Yadot. Now, go back to the Mishnah. One finger on the Ran, one finger on the Mishnah. Called Kinuye Nedarim, Kedarim. Okay, so therefore, anybody that makes a Kinui of a Nedar, Rest assured, you are making a neder, and it is the oraita. Vaharamim, kaharamim. What is haramim? So that she did that. Kedomar, she'omer nechasim elu alav. These nechasim, what would be ikar herem? Ikar herem would be if a guy said, these items of mine are herem. That's the word, he used the word herem. That's, not, that's ikar herem, he used the word herem. But let's say he used the kinui for the word herem. What's the kinui for the word herem? Kirgon, he said, Herek, Herif, Herek, Hare Edu, Kiilu, Amanekasim, Edu, Alai, Herem, So you don't only have to use the word Herem, you can even use the word Herek, Herif, Herek, all these other words that are called Kinuye, Haramim. Do they have a, do they, do they have a status of Haramim? They do. That's the same as the that, It accomplishes the same thing. It accomplishes the same thing that that item becomes forbidden on the person. And Hadush over there, the word herem is not only something that's used by Bedekabayat. The word herem can also be used by forbidding something upon the person himself. Now we're moving into different realms here. Ushbu'ot, kishbu'ot. Now we're talking about swears. A guy makes a swear. I swear I'm not going to eat this item. Okay, now the, the, the normal word for swear would be shivu'ah. But it can also be kinuye shivu'ah, whatever those words are. So the hadush of the Mishnah is that kinuye shivu'ah are also considered kishvu'ah. Now let's read the Ran. Ushvu'ot kishvu'ot. Kedomar, the kinuye shivu'ah, arehu kishvu'ah. Vehaida. Now stop over here. Now the Ran is going to get into a very, very important discussion on, which is a big, big mahluk at Ishonim. The Ran himself is sorted himself in two places. Do you need to say Hashem's name to make a shivu'ah hal? I mean, if I say, Anin, Ishbab, Hashem, Hashem. Okay, Hashem, 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 that's a shivu'ah. But if I just say shivu'ah, she'lo ochal lechem, and I don't say Hashem's name, is that considered a bona fide shivu'ah or not? You don't need the name of Hashem to be considered a Shavu'ah. Ela, Kevan She'amar Shavu'ah, O Shavu'ta. That's a kinuya of Shavu'ah. Shavu'ta. She kinuya, Shelo Ochal Kikarze, Asur Leochlo. De Matniti Bechiagavna Askina. I'm just talking about that case, by the way. Shivu'ah shalom ochal lechem. Shivu'ah shalom ochal lechem. We're not talking about anything more than that, and there's no name of Hashem mentioned. The ibish is kinet Hashem, because if you think the Mishnah is talking about where you mentioned Hashem's name, my iriya mishum kinu shivu'ah. What do you have to say the word kinu then? Tipukle mishum haskarat Hashem. By mentioning Hashem's name, that's it. Once you mention Hashem's name, you don't even have to mention Lashon Shivua. You'll see it in a second. You just have to mention Hashem's name and the item automatically comes Asur. Forget about Kinuyim and all that. You don't need, you're overrunning the runway. You don't need Shivua. You don't need Lashon Kinuy when you say Hashem's name. That's all you said. To God of Israel, you know, oh, by God, by God, I'm not going to uh, reveal this, or whatever it is, he says. That's it. I didn't say Shivu'ah, he didn't say Kinui, he just said, by God. So therefore, what do you see? Um, so there you go. So therefore, our Mishnah, that discussing Kinui Shivu'ah, Kishivu'ah, must be not mentioning Hashem's name, because once you mention Kinui Shivu'ah, that means you're saying the word Shavu'ah and you're saying the word Shavuta instead of Shavu'ah. Hold it. If you're saying Hashem's name, you don't need any word. You don't need not Shavu'ah. You don't need not Shavuta. So that's where the line wants to bring it. Ayah, that Amishnah is not discussing it. Of course, if you said Hashem's name, 
it's over. That's it. That's considered enough. Ulkaman nami b'mechiltin. Amrinan marekula lo ta'imna. What does he say? Marekula. Where's marekula? God. Marekula. The, the master of the universe. The master of all. The guy says marekula lo ta'imna. I'm not eating anything. So that's enough. That, that's you don't got to say shivua or shivuta. Now. I'm going to underline that because I'd like to come back to that maybe a little later on if there's time because there's a tremendous hadush in what the Ran just said on that one. The odd, the leman de amar kinuim lashon shebadu him laachi tiknu kinuim b'shvuah yechi de lo lomar shvuah laHashem. Exactly, which means the the reason why Hakamim added uh, some kinuim uh, and they added some extra words. Uh, for Shavuah, because they didn't want the person to say Hashem's name. So they gave them other options so they could not have to say Hashem's name. So you see, because if you said Hashem's name, uh, it's over. You don't, you don't even need any, uh, any, 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 anything more. Alma, because that was really the whole reason why they gave these Kinuim. So you don't have to mention Hashem's name. So then when you see that what? That when you say, Shavuah shelo ochal lechem, or Shavuah shelo ochal lechem, it is enough. You don't need a shem name. Oh, when you make a shivuan bedin, shivuat ha'edut, it needs to have a shem's name. Oh, we learned it from sota that you need a shem's name in the shivuah. So what are you talking about? It's the benutam. Ta'ani midi b'mushba me'piyachirim. That's only talking about when somebody else is putting you under oath. When somebody else is putting you under oath, then you need to be nishbab b'shem Hashem. But when you're doing it yourself, you don't. So you have to distinction. To say, hey, you can ask me, uh, Sotah needs Shivwa, uh, uh, they put her under oath, Hashem's name. But that's because the Kohen is being mashbiah the Sotah. It's what I do. Yeah, because the judge is putting the guy under a Shivwa. Mashiach, when a guy does it himself, he doesn't need that's Tosfot. Now here's one of the beautiful languages of the Ran over here. Where he comes along and he's going to argue on Tosfot. But look how he argues with such beautiful language. He comes along and says, who's Pekadosh, he has a holy mouth. How could the holy mouth of the Ben Utam say such a thing? That what? That when you mushba mepi acherim, as the, his question is going to be, is because really, why does the, how does the sotah make the shivuah? The sotah makes the shivuah by listening to the Kohen, and then she says, amen. And we know that once you say amen, it's like you're saying it yourself. So she's not mushba mepi acherim at the end of the day. By saying amen, it's like she said it herself. And therefore, that's no, you, have no, you can't make that distinction anymore by saying she's Mushbah Mepi Arim. She's not Mushbah Mepi Arim. She's Mushbah Mepi Asma. The Ha Aminam Besok Perik Shwach Time, but the Motsi Amen, a hard Shivuah, that if a person who says Amen after a Shivuah, Kemotsi Shivuah Mepi Vdame. It's like he's saying it himself. Guess what? They learned from Sotans of Dikti, Amirah Isha. Amen, amen. Kilomar, it's like she's doing it herself. She's not going to consider that she's saying anything. It's not even considered Mushbat Mepi Ahirim. It's nothing. You have to say that the Amen brings the Shivuah to her. And therefore, if that's your proof from Sotah, the Ran says, then you should need Shem, by the way. Because that's considered Mushma Mepi Atzmo that needs Shem. And therefore, I'm not too sure exactly what he's bringing from Sotah. Obviously, the Ran doesn't agree with this whole business because he said you don't need uh, 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 Shem. But if you're bringing me from Sotah, Tosfot, and your proof from Sotah is, you're Mushbam and I'm not too sure where you see in Sotah that it's Mushbam and Piyah 
my opinion, if anything, Sota would be Mushmah Mepi Atzma. Ve'od ikshu alav, de'ata mashu da'afidu b'mushmah mepi ahirim lo ba'ashem. Okay, and he goes through some questions over there. And then I'm just continuing down to get this point. And then he says at the end over here, um, could could be he agrees to that opinion as well, but his opinion is that in 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 in, in earnest that you don't need shem hashem when it comes to shivua to be considered deoraita, even if he's making the shivua. There's no such thing in the case of these bringers. That's really apiyat. Well, there could be those are uh, those are separate cases. Those are separate cases of gizat kadosh sota. That's it. You have to have uh, Hashem's name. What is the shivuah the acharim? What would that? I said, but the kohens must be the the lady. No, but we end, we're, he, the man's ending up with that's. But that's a special. Betis must be a guy in court. But, when, when, but he's making the shivuah. That's the same as sota saying amen. No. So what, what would be a typical case of Shabbat? He doesn't. He doesn't give me that case. I don't know that case. No, no, no. I don't care. He says the case, the case that the Torah says all must be up if now it's more. So almost. He's saying Tosfot made that chiluk. He's not making that chiluk. Tosfot wants to say there's a difference between he making or somebody else making. He's saying what's the difference? I thought, a, that, I thought that the chiluk he was making was that Rabbi Notam was making was that a shabbat that I'm not going to eat something. It's a shabbat a person imposes on himself voluntarily, as opposed to idea acherim like the sota. Or someone's brought to court to swear. But you see, they're not we're answering different. They're not saying, but, but, why, but, but they're not, they're not saying it's not that. Why can't you? Maybe but they're not, not learning like that. They're not saying that the Mushbama Harim is not what you're saying. Amen, amen. It's like you did it yourself. She's just hearing what she has to say amen to. But once you say amen, so she did it herself. I actually think that's the way they were explained at the beginning. But they, the, the, the Ron clearly says, I don't even understand where he's coming right. from. And that's a very simple, right. that's a very simple right. chiluk. Right. But he's, right. I don't right. even know what he's talking about. Because the Ron is learning it, is that uh, uh, the, the Tosfots are the thing, when they went to Kohen's imposing it, that's Aidea Hayrim. Even though she's saying amen, uh, that's, he, 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 he initiated it. He didn't. He, she, she, she didn't. Uh, she, she didn't, didn't initiate. Anything. She didn't say anything. And the Rad says she actually did say something by saying, "I mean, it's like she said it herself." That, that's that's the way the Rad at least is understood. So, some point. Another thing: the, the shivuot that we're saying in this context is is is, is a neder or it's a shivuah. It's a shivuah. There's a difference. So the Gemara will point out the difference. But the Gemara, what are you putting shivuah in the masechet and the darim? The Gemara will discuss that. What do you what, 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 what you can jump to shivuot? No, so, so, so if someone says a, a neder in the shon shivuah, we're going to talk about that too. I guess. What do you call Yes. Shivuah like this. Basically, the difference between shivuah and neder is neder. You're setting the item on you. Shivuah, you're setting yourself to the item. That's the gemara's haluk. That's enough coming out to that. And therefore, can you use lashon neder for shivuah or lashon shivuah for neder? That, that we'll see. But that's what the mishnah means. Talking about when he says attaching a name, it's specifically to shivuah, not neder. Correct. He says shivuah, shivuta. Right. right different, different kinuim of shivuah. No, we, we discussed this. If it's if it's Hashem's name, is that applied in nederim also, or that's only shivuah? No, that's a shivuah. That's a shivuah because shivuah is. Uh, yeah, because it says or Shabbat Hashem or something like that. Uh-huh. And they, they learn, they learn specials. The, 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 those that hold, you need to put a. And they say that you don't even need to eat Lashon Shavua. Leluhei Yisrael is enough. Okay, Rabbi. So let's read the Mishnah again. Kol kenuye nedarim kenedarim v'haramim kaharamim u'shvot k'shvot v'nezirut kenzirut. Okay. Now that's uh, simple enough. A guy comes along and says, "Hadeni nazir." Well, Nazir is that any Nazir? I can't get better than that. But let's say he uses a kinui of Nazir. What's a kinui? So he says Nazik, uh, Paziyah. So he uses kinuim. Have any Paziyah? And you know, everybody know what a Paziyah is? It's a kinui for Nazir. So that's it. It counts. Okay, now let's continue the Mishnah. Guy tells his friend, Mudrani Memecha. Okay, some friend. He says, Mudrani Memecha, basically, He's forbidding himself to have hana'ah from his friend. Mudrani mimcha, I am uh, mudar. I am uh, making a vow against you to, the, that I, that, that, to, to, to benefit from you. Or he says, mufreshani mimcha. Where's mufreshani? I am removed from you. Miruhakani mimcha, I am distanced from you. That what? 
שאני אוכל לך, שאני תואם לך, meaning I'm not going to eat from you, I'm not going to taste from you, these are all not kinuim anymore. These are already called a new level we went into. We went into the level now called Yadot. Because this guy's not saying Lashon Isur over here. The guy just saying, I'm distanced from you. What is that? That's like, uh, you started, but you didn't, you didn't say the Lashon Isur or Kunam or, or things like that. Well, what's the Mishnah say? Asur. That's it. It works. Says the Ran. Mefaresh Begemara, Dahainu Yadot. Okay, that's called the Yad. That's, that's the whole thing. Mudrani I am uh, um, forbidding myself or mudrani to you not to eat. You're adding the whole statement. It's all one, one long statement. One interpretation is he didn't finish the statement by saying kekorban. Even though according to the Ran, you don't have to really say kekorban to be a neder. Therefore, he says iname delo amar isura behedya. He didn't say, you know, alashon isur. He just said I'm distanced from you. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm removed from you. So these are uh, they sound like a neder. Uh, you're getting into neder, but you didn't get to the full language. That already is enough entry into the word. In order to make, and he says, stay tuned. Gemara is going to go into this as well. Now, there's a, a, a side point that Ran says at the end when it says she'ani ochel. Is it she'ani ochel or she'ani ochel? Is there a yud there or not? That's telling me in different gerusah, but it means the same thing. And basically, the guy's saying that I do not want to eat from you. I do not want to taste from you. So just on the bottom line, eat the garzi yaki below yud, eat the garzi. She'eni be'yud. Stay tuned on Davdalid. We'll see uh, what that uh, means over here. So that, that's the uh, last part of the Mishnah. And then we read the last line. When the guy says those words, Rabbi Akiva was hochech, was suspect to be uh, to be mahmir, and we'll see exactly what that means. Hochech to be mahmir, and we'll see exactly why with that language is. That's coming up in the uh, Gemara. Okay, let's start the Gemara a more time. Gemara. Kol kenuye nidarim kenidarim. All right, that's the first line of our Mishnah. All kenuye nidarim are like nidarim. My shena gabe nazir delo ketani lehu lekulu. Which means, when we get to Masechet Nazir, which we'll get to it, how does Masechet Nazir start? Kol kinuye Nazir, Nazirot kinazir. Okay, that's it, it stops there. It doesn't go to the whole list. By us, we have Kol Nidure Nidarim Kinadarim, Haramim Kinadarim, Nazirot Kinazirot. So why over here, we list the whole, the whole, uh, uh, the whole kitchen sink, and over there in, in uh, Nazir, we're talking about Nazir, so which means basically we're talking about the Darim over here. So talk about the Darim. What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you throwing them all in over here? We're in, 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 in Nazir. You didn't. And the Ran again says, So answers. So therefore, Neder and Shavuah travel together. Because they're written in the Pasuk together. So therefore, if you're going to mention Neder, you've got to mention Shavuah. So therefore, you can't ask me why we mention Neder and Shavuah. Because those are, they're connected to each other, you know, uh, as, as well. And uh, the Ran quotes the Pasuk, ki Neder Shavuah. So that answers at least why you put Neder in Shavuah. Once already you put two in, so that's it. You broke, you broke already from Neder. Because you put Shavuah because you had to do that. So you know what? Finish the, finish, finish the, uh, finish the item. So the Kabbalah said, wait. You did it very strange over here then. Because you said Kinui. And then you went, in, you went Kinui Nidarim Kinidarim. Then you went to Haramim. And then you went into Shavuot. Well, if you tell me that Neder and Shavuot travel together, 
סופוטני דוי נדר שבועה על עמים. ולתני כינוי שבועות בתר נדרים. אמין... We were keeping things that are similar. A neder, you're oscillating the item on you. Right? I'm oscillating this piece of bread on me. Hedem does the same thing. Hedem is basically saying, this bread is Hedem on me. And therefore, those two things have a similarity in the way it functions. However, that you're setting yourself to the item. So that's why we put that in a separate category after we bunched Nedarim and Haramim together because they function similarly. And then we put Shivuot because Shivuot functions differently where you're not setting the item to you, you're setting yourself that I am forbidden to eat the the item. That's the, uh, that's the way it is over there. And the, we could read a little of this Ran over here. I did the Tan and the Darim, the Mitzar Hefsa, the Kilomar. She Osera Kikar Alav. The Omer, Akilat Kikar Ze, Alai. La Pukesh Shivua. What is Shivua? The Asar Nafshem and Hefsa. Kilomar, She Omer, Shivua, Shlo Okal Kikar Ze. Fine. And that's, uh, that's what we need for this, uh, for, this, uh, for this Iran, at least, over here. Now the Gemara asks, Hey, Patah b'kinuyim, kol nidarim. Beauty. Now, I don't know if you paid attention to this Mishnah, but the Mishnah did not give us one example of a kinuy. I did, or the Ran did. Right? Kunam, kunah, kunas. The Mishnah actually gave us examples of yadot. Now hold it. Who mentioned Yadot? So the Mishnah, its construction is very, very odd. You start with the rule. And then the Mishnah gives examples. And there's a double question over here. Number one, you didn't mention Yadot in your opening statement. And, 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 and by the way, and even if you did mention Yadot in your opening state, we'll give you that. Let's say somehow you want to say there's a Yadot there, even though we, ne- we don't usually say Hasudim Mehsera on an opening statement. You know, the Tana doesn't usually, you know, skip words in the beginning. But let's say we'll give you that they meant to say Yadot in the opening statement. But you started with Kinuim. No example of Kinuim. <laughs> even if you put Yadot in the beginning, it doesn't. Let me double question over here. First of all, you didn't put Yadot in the beginning. So therefore, when did you get to Yadot? And even you put Yador in the beginning, but where's Kinuim? Oh, so the Gabbara says, Patah be Kinuim. Yeah? Call Kinuyer Zim. Omifadesh Yadot. What's the Yadot? Haomer, Havero, Mudarin, Mecha. That's question number one. You start with Kinuim and no mention of Yadot, but the examples of the Mishnah that you give are Yadot. Vitu, and second of all, Yadot inche. Exactly. You didn't even mention the word Yadot. Aidi Behon. Yadot inche. Read the Ran. Patah Pekinuim. Vechude. Vetu Yadot. There's two questions. Obey explains them. There's Elida Haki Perusha. Vadai Tana Bekinuim Patah. There's no question. The Mishnah started with Kinuim. Right, if you want to tell me that uh, your daughter also mentioned the Resha, uh, we, don't, we don't usually say that when you start a... You can't say the first word was missing in the Mishnah. I mean, you can't say that the Mishnah meant to say Yadot, Kinuye Yadot, or Yadot Kinuye Nidarim. Mishnah is not going to start off missing a word. Usually how the Mishnahs are said... In the middle of a statement, not in the beginning. Because maybe you can argue, no, no, no. The Mishnah meant the first word of the Mishnah is Yadot. Yadot? Yeah, how, how does that work? Yeah, the Mishnah is, well, we always say this hundred times. The Mishnah is missing a word. Yeah, but the Mishnah is not missing the first word. So they were, for sure, it started off with Kinuim. Don't tell me there's a word before. 
kinuim that I'm saying. Understand how he's learning? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me there's something before the word kinuim and you're going to use your your hasurim mechsara license to tell me uh, you can do that. You can't do that. It says kinuim and that's what the Mishnah is talking about. But afilu yadot. Okay, but I'll give it to you. Even you're going to tell me that yadot is after somewhere. Like in a hasurim mechsara. Okay, but you started with Kinui, so give me the example of Kinui. Even you want to tell me it's there. I'll, I'll give you somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it's there somewhere. But you started with Kinuim, for sure that's first. So if Kinuim is first, the example of the Mishnah should be what? Kinuim. Now, and then he says, and anyway, between me and you, the two, Yadot Inchihu. It's not even there. So that what I gave you in, the, in my first question, <laughs> I'm being generous because it's not even there in the Mishnah. The Mishnah didn't even say it. So all the more so. Shachan, inchu means to forget. And what's the Gemara's answer to this? Let's read, let's read the, uh, the Gemara. The Gemara's answer is that actually Ayri Behon Really, the Mishnah is mentioning Yadot. Ayri behom. I don't say it. Yeah. Hasurim mechsra v'achi katani. Kod kinuyen nidarim kinudarim. Vidot nidarim kinudarim. Beautiful. So the Mishnah basically was missing a whole line. So the Mishnah should be read. Kod kinuyen nidarim kinudarim. V'yadot nidarim kinudarim. So it's there. Okay, but now we have another question. Only answers one question. All you did is, you, you, you told me, the Tana didn't forget it. Tana put it in. But since you mentioned Kinui first, seemingly you should give me the example of the Kinui first. Why did you say Kinui Yadot, and then you give me the example of Yadot? Uh, how does that work? So the Yavara says, V'lifrosh Kinuyim Beresha. So explain me Kinuyim first. Why? Because first come, first serve. Kinuim came first in the Mishnah. So they will explain me Kinuim first. Yamada says, no, that, that, that doesn't bother us too much. And listen, we mentioned the last thing we, we talked about. That's what we're going to analyze. Kinuim Darim. Yadot. Oh, you mentioned Yadot? That's it. Let's finish Yadot. Finish, finish it up. And by the way, it's not like we don't see that. We see that throughout the, throughout the Torah. Kidetan. The give us examples. What's the example? Bame madlikin. Tomorrow night. Ubame in madlikin. What can you use for, 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 for lighting on Friday night candles? And what can't you use? Bame madlikin, bame in madlikin. How's the Mishnah begin? In madlikin. So you started with the second part of the Mishnah. Bame madlikin, bame in madlikin. Okay, we're going to start off in madlikin. So you... You, 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 you're you taking the item that you left off with. So you see, we do that. Now, with what can you make hatmana insulating on Shabbat? And with what can you not? And what is the Mishnah answer? You start off with the, the second item. What can a lady go out with on Shabbat, carrying, and what can a she not? And what is the Mishnah answer? So I gave you three... I give you three examples where the Mishnah lists two items and starts to elaborate on the second item. So our Mishnah is not out of whack. Our Mishnah is actually in sync with all these Mishnayot. It starts with Kinui, goes to Yadot, and explains Yadot. Hey, by the way, our Mishnah doesn't say Yadot. I told you already. Oh, so the Gemara says, hold it, hold it. Oh, is that a rule now? Now is that a rule now? That whenever you say two items, you're always going to elaborate on the second item and not the first item? I mean, so far, that's, that's all we've seen here. So is that a rule now? I'll show you so many Mishnayot that actually we mention a couple of items and we always go back to the first item. Vatenan. Yeshno halin uman There's certain people that are nochel. Nochel means they inherit. A son inherits. Umanchilin. And they can also bequeath. It's like a, a, there's certain people that can do both, by the way. 
They inherit and they bequeath, like a, a son and a father. Both of them can go both ways. Father dies, he bequeaths, he gives the Yerusha uh, to the son. If the son dies, it goes back to the father. So therefore it goes both ways. It goes both ways. No, I just said father and son. One father, one son. So therefore, that's a case of no halinu man halinu. I don't care too much about this. I'm just giving you the case. No halin velo manchilin. Certain people are nochel. They inherit, but they don't bequeath. Like a, uh, a, a, a son can inherit from his mother, but it's not going to bequeath to his mother. Ve'elu no halin umanchilin. And the Muslim Mishnah then say, and these are the ones that are nochel umanchilin. It goes back to the first. I, I thought you just told me all examples of one, two, two. and you elaborate on two. And then you come and show me now, by this case of uh, bequeathing and inheriting, you give me one, two, and you go and elaborate on one. Another example. This is we just learned in Yibamot. Yesh mutarot ba'alehen. There are certain uh, people that are permissible, ladies that are permissible to their husbands, uh, like let's say in Almanah to a Kohen Hidyot, vasurot yibmehem, but will be forbidden to the Yibamah, to the Yabam. Let's say the Yabam is a Kohen Gadol. So... That uh, that lady who's an almana would be forbidden to the yibam. Um, you have other cases that permissible to the yibamah. Let's say the yibam is a kohen hediot. That are forbidden to the baal. Let's say you have a kohen gadol that's engaged to an almana. So that's a forbidden item over there. All right, because it's hal, but it's forbidden. Because the kohen gadol cannot marry an almana, and then he dies. But she would be permitted to the yibam. Because the Yavam is a Kohen Hidyot. That's the Mishnah over there. Now, the Mishnah then explains. The Mishnah goes back to the beginning. I'll give you a case where she's forbidden, she's permitted to the husband and forbidden to the Yavam. <coughs> Basically, one, two, and you're going back to elaborate on one. There's certain types of minachot, meal offerings that need oil and frankincense. Shemin velo lebona, and some oil without frankincense. Ve'elu tonot shemin lebona. Then you go back to explain the ones that need oil and frankincense. Yes, tonot hagasha ve'en tonot tenufa. Certain types of menachot you need to bring it to the mizbeach and hit the southeastern corner with it, and also need tenufa. Tenufa is uh, waving it. Now, certain need hagasha, but don't need tenufa. No waving, but some have tenufa waving velo. Hagasha, ve'elu tonot hagasha, and then we go back to the beginning. And these are the ones that need hagasha. Yes, bechol the nachala. There's certain types of firstborns that are firstborns for Yerusha purposes. The end bechol la kohen, but they're not considered bechol for a uh, a kohen. So, and that that would be the case, like Tiran says over here uh, on the bottom over here. Or that she actually, let's see the cases over here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he says over here, hey. Yesh bechol le-nachala ve-en bechol le-kohen. Le-nyam pejon ben And what is that case over there? So he says, kegon haba achar nefalim. Exactly. Let's say you have a firstborn that's born after miscarriages. So therefore, since he's born after miscarriages, he's not really considered a pijon that you need a pijon aben for a kohen. Doesn't the rabbi add that you have any miscarriages before this over here? So therefore, it's not considered a but it's, a, it's considered a firstborn for nahala. It's a considered a firstborn for for, 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 for for getting double of the of the portion. So that's what the Mishnah means when it says yesh bechol de nahala ve'en bechor. Le Kohen, and then you have another case. Bechor le Kohen, it can be a bechor. The Kohen ve'en bechor le Nachala, and that's the case. Ko mishayulu banim ve'nasa isha shulayulu banim. You had you had children already. You had you had a bechor from a different wife, and now you married a different wife, and she had a firstborn child. Now for her, it's a firstborn child that needs a pidyon with a Kohen, but it's not a bechor Nachala because they had children from somewhere else. And and what does the Mishnah say over there? Ve'ezu bechor le Nachala ve'en bechor le Kohen. Then we go back to the first. So that's the uh, that's really the question that we have over here.
And the Gemara answers, Halen, Mishum de'ad shuleh, Mepharesh shahud de'patach beresha. I'll explain to you the way the Ran learns it. She has two explanations, but we'll explain the Ran. Over here, there's a lot of cases. Basically, the Gemara gave you the short version of this. There's four scenarios in each one of these cases. There's certain that are Nohalin umanhilin. Some are Nohel ve'enu manhil. Manhil ve'enu Nohel. And some don't none. So they have all these cases basically have four options. Now, once you have four options, it's too much information, you better go back to one and go down the line. Because if you're going to start one, two, three, four, start explaining four, you might forget and get, get confused to go back. When you're dealing with two cases, mm-hmm. two cases, okay, finish. Start with the second one. You're not going to get confused so much. But once you're giving me four different scenarios, A, B, C, D, then you go backwards. D, C, B, A. It's going to get complicated. I'm not going to, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to remember. So therefore, Avshah, Avshah means there's a lot of information. They want you to follow one. But in, 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 in the scenario, so therefore, at this point, the Gemara is saying, really the rule is we're always going to go with the, uh, with the second item. Unless it's more than two yeah, items, Amishnah, it sounds like. And Amishnah, Amishnah is talking about Shibu or Nidarim and, and, and Yadot. And the darim and yadot, can we in the darim and yadot? Can we in the darim and yadot? And therefore, to, to an item, so they both go with double, go, go, go with yadot. I have no problem with that. Okay, we'll stop over here. I'm in. All right, the botai. Just one heara, uh, an observation on uh, today's daf the darim daf bet. There's a gemara and berachot on daf mem. It says if a person made Birkat Mazon in Aramaic, Berich Rahmana Malka de Alma Mare de Hai Pita, which basically means, uh, you know, uh, bless God, the merciful one, king of the world, the master of, uh, of, the, the, of this bread, so he fulfills his obligation of the Berachari Shona Birkat Mazon. That's an Aramaic blessing. And the Maran is posek like that in Shohan Aruch in Siman. In halacha uh, Aleph. So, based on this halacha, uh, you see that you can make a beracha in Aramaic, uh, and it counts. So, uh, some of the poskim, uh, they come along, Benishchai is one of them, and says that if a person, let's say, has a sefik on a certain beracha, if he's chayav or not, uh, he doesn't know if he made a beracha harona, he's misupak, or if he doesn't know if he ate a shiur that would uh, mandate. A beracha haruna. So you could make the beracha haruna in Aramaic, and you see that uh, that it counts. Now, for example, he doesn't know if he made borene fashot, so he can say berich rachmana malka de alma borene fashot. And therefore, you'd be you'd be yotzei. That's the itza of the of the benish high. He says, why it's not a beracha because technically you're not saying Hashem's name. So therefore, since you're not saying Hashem's name, you don't run into the problem of notisa. But you see, it's enough to be Yotzeh Eberachah, like Maran said in uh, the, the, the Gemara said. So you're in a, uh, a nice area. It counts, and you don't have the problem of saying one of the names of, of Hashem. The Aruch HaShulchan added in Siman Reshbet Siv Gimal that you should make a... Um, uh, a stipulation, he says, that if he's chayav de beracha, my covenant is for the beracha. And if not, it should be stam amira be'alma. Just uh, not to say a beracha when you don't have to, because we are calling it a beracha. So you just want to get out of that problem. But shem shamam batala, you don't have. And he says, which is Vik Hadush of the Aruch HaShulham, that he himself used to do this all the time when he used to drink a hot beverage. Because we have a mahlok, Faradim and Ashkenazim, do you make a beracha harona on a hot beverage? So to get out of that, he would say the berakah, like we said, berik lachmana, borin nefeshor, borin nefeshor, in order to uh, get out of the uh, get out of the problem. However, we have a uh, uh, a problem on all this based on a ran that we saw on Dathbet of Masechet Nidarim. Let's go back. The ran was talking about that when it comes to making shivuot, you don't have to. Uh, uh, mention the word Shivu'ah if you're mentioning the name of Hashem in your neder. For example, like he gave an example from the Gemara, Leloi Yisrael. If he says, Leloi Yisrael, lo megalina, that already is considered enough of a Shivu'ah because you mention God's name. 
in the example after that he brings, uh, and his lashon is, and if you remember, we actually uh, underlined it. Marekula lo ta'imna. Marekula meaning the God of everyone or the master of everyone. And therefore, he's referring to Marekola as saying Hashem's name. In a, in, in, in a Shavuah, that's considered saying Hashem's name, Marekola. Now, if that's considered saying Hashem's name, so therefore, now you, we go back, hold it. How can you come along now in these Sifekot cases and say these, these words over here that are Kinuim of Hashem's name, but if he holds that a Kinui of Hashem's name is considered Hashem's name, the Gaber, a Shavuah, where you need Hashem's name, so therefore the Chaurah, according to the Ran, these solutions in Safek are not going to are not going to help. And seemingly, uh, if, if it's considered Shem Shamayim the Inyan Shibuah, it should be considered Shem Shamayim the Inyan Beracha, and therefore it's not going to help. And actually, that's the Maharam Sheik said this observation, and he said it in the name of the Hatam Sofer. And actually, Rav Kiveega, Allah Vashem Teshuvah, in Mahadura Kama, in Siman Chaveh, actually said this in the opinion of Harambam. Harambam in Hilchot Shavuot writes, Shan Nishpah, Be'ahat Mekinuyav Shil HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Harezeh Shavuot Gemurah. He considers it a Shavuot Gemurah, and therefore, and not a Rambam. So this idea that the Ben Yishchai gave us is not pa'alim, to say berachot in Aramaic and all that, it's not going to be uh, uh, universal, especially that we have the famous concepts of fake berachot la'akeh, that we're always so careful, and we're so, so, so careful, so we have to add safik berachot la'akeh over because maybe you're saying Hashem's name le'batala in this um, in this situation as well. Uh, furthermore, uh, there is uh, opposing or, or I should say, questionable uh, opinions like the Hatam Sofer himself, because they say that the Hatam Sofer, who the Maharam Sheik said, held it's a problem to say the Barakot Aramaic, but there's testimony that he actually used this uh, method. For example, sometimes when he had a Safek by Birkat Libana, if it's a clear moon or not, he would say the Birkat Libana in, um, in Aramaic in order to be uh, Yotzeh. Uh, furthermore, they tell a, a testimony in the year Tafkuf Samicher, you couldn't get regular etrogim. They only had grafted etrogim uh, available. And the grafted etrog, it's a mahlokan if you can make a beracha or not. So he said the beracha in Aramaic in order to be in the, in the be potter. So again, that was one way. You see how the tzaddikim over there were so careful in ilchot berachot that if they couldn't make a beracha, they would go up to figure out a way to be yotzeh. And, 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 and again, those poskim, like I said, that have Pa'alim and others held that you can make the beracha in Aramaic. And you don't have the problem of the Ran, I guess. They have to have a different Mahalach, that they don't have the problem of Hashem Shema and the Batala. Other the uh, opinions that they said was uh, the Hatam Sofer brings down in his Teshuvot. Teshuvah brings it down as well. The case where you say, Vaybarich David. You ever hear that one? They say, Vaybarich David. Then you say the you have a way to to, to stick the beracha into a uh, into a uh, pasuk over there. However, the Minhat Shalomo, which is Rav Shlomo Zaman Oibach, said that by doing this at every Safik beracha, he held that it's a zilzul of some sort, and therefore he didn't re- recommend it. He just said only. Uh, you should use it when you have a safik beracha rishona, so you won't eat without making a beracha, but not to use it in uh, berachot. Uh, there's other opinions as well. You could say baruch atah Adonai lamedeni okecha berevashorah bovesonan, and and say it like that. And uh, that was one advice. Some uh, gave a different advice to say baruch atah shem elokenu, and therefore at least you're doing some, something partial. And some just said to be meharher bedibo. That's as close as you're going to get, just to be, just to say something, to, to praise Hashem before you eat. They said, don't say adoshem because adoshem is not respectful, but say baruch Hashem elokenu. That was some of the poor scheme brought down. But nonetheless, uh, the Ben Yishai argued on all these, and he said actually you should say it in uh, Aramaic, and you'll be you'll say, but So you do see this from this ran over here that it really opens up a whole subject when you say Hashem's name in. You have a Mishnah Berurah? The Mishnah Berurah is an interesting Mishnah Berurah uh, that they quote in Resh Tet Vav. In Resh Tet Vav, Seif Katan Yutet. Let's see what the Mishnah Berurah is discussing over there. 
Because once you start to say that saying Mare de Kola is Hashem's name, so then you get into uh, saying G-O-D, which is saying uh, that, that name, uh, which is also uh, uh, worse than a Kinui. So um, in Reshtet Vav, in Yutet, the Mishnah Bruda writes, um, over here, Unless it's continue. What do you mean? Even you praising Hashem's name, but you shouldn't have done it. You don't need to make the baracha. So it's considered saying Hashem's name in vain. You could argue and say, well, I'm praising Hashem. It's not true. Well, it's true, but you're you, you the same way where it's necessary. Just stop. But it's not only the Shem Yudke Bavke, who Adin Shara Shemot, other names as well. Kamkim Bechayus Uzebu Adin, Imotsi Hashem Belashon Laaz Lebatala. You said Hashem's name in a foreign language. The Ainu Shelo Bederik Sheba Vehodaa, Gamkem. Yes, Isur. So, you know, you have to be careful when you use G-O-D then. So if a person says, thank God, you know, uh, okay, he's praising Hashem for, for a certain reason. But stop to say the word outside oh of, exactly, oh my, exactly, or, you know, exactly, my, my, all that stuff. Stop as, as, as a word of, uh, you know, uh, exclamation that you want to prove a point. You know, they say, G-Almighty. You know, when they want to get upset, they say, oh, you know, G-Almighty. What, 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 what are you saying over there? So the Mishnah is saying that, you have to be careful, even on a uh, on a foreign uh, language. Truth, Achayezer brings that that as well. Shemotzim bepivet neshem lashon la as lebatala. Haynu shelom bederek sheba bohodaa over al isur. All right, so something practical that comes out of today's daf.